welcome to this Sunday morning meeting podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Paul Abel. So, praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, I want to uh, talk to you this morning about something really, really important to us all. Uh, let's start with Romans chapter 10, and I'm just going to read from verse 8, because that's going to form some of the basis of where we're going today. But I want you by the end of this to feel uh, a little bit more practically equipped to flow in what God is doing right now. If you watch my weekly stuff, The Church Reset, you know, again and again, I'm talking about what God is doing in the church right now, uh, which is changing us and equipping us for what church looks like as we come out of the other side of uh, the coronavirus lockdown and okay we might face a second wave we might face uh small lockdowns but what god is doing is really really important in this time um kirsty says brilliant to hear that the youth angels are out supporting our young people and bless you all uh, and uh, Jossie's just saying to you, Jared, uh, he's not on the line anymore, but I, I expect he's back on the broadcast. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Romans 10 verse 8. Remember, you can be sending in comments as I'm speaking, and uh, I will try and answer some of those if they're questions or just add them in if they're adding to what we're talking about. And actually, just before we le- le- launch into this, Let's remind ourselves uh, a more developed version of what we've just done, uh, of being able to feedback and support one another, bring comments, bring questions. We do a, a longer version of that on Tuesdays at four o'clock. That's still kind of a lockdown time. We'll keep that under review for what works. We don't really want to eat into people's evenings. But um, that's the time when we meet with live church but it's a whole two-way thing. Last week, we had a great session. It felt like a whole church Bible study stroke preach. Everybody was involved and part of it. Uh, It was great fun. This Tuesday, uh, we've got, uh, it'll be an interesting one because we've got all the trustees for the Kingdom Faith Yorkshire Trust coming along. So that will be Richard Hartnell, who you all know well, I'm sure. He's our finance director. And he's also responsible for finance as a trustee. Joanne Baker, who also I'm sure you know, you may have seen her on the uh, on the stage during worship. And she's married to Dave and they lead one of the house churches. Uh, we've also got Jonathan Croft. You might not know him so well, but he's one of our trustees. He also heads up Kingdom Faith London and myself as the chair of the trustees. So we'll be there. You're thinking, well, what do the trustees do? Well, that might be one thing you find out, but uh, just in short, the trustees are there to make sure that the trust is operating well and keeping things accountable, particularly financially, that all the finances are correct and fair and being done well. uh, And uh, they kind of have an oversight of people's safety and policies. So health and safety policies, uh, children's uh, safeguarding, vulnerable adults safeguarding. Uh, that's part of what trustees do, uh, but they have a, a, a quite a big oversight. We've actually got a trustees meeting uh, on Tuesday, so they'll have been through that. So they should be all thoroughly up to date and able to answer your questions. So do come and join us here on Light to North. That's at four o'clock on Sunday, uh, Tuesday afternoon, next Tuesday.
Ah. Yes. Romans 10, verse 8. Thank you, Karina. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there's no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. What's this got to do with tongues? Because I did mention I was going to speak about that. That is the topic, but we're starting here because this is where it begins. It begins with being saved. This is our basic message. And what, what you see here is the word is essential you've got to be hearing the word of god you've got to have a faith that's based on the bible there's lots of other spiritual stuff out there lots of other thinking out there but for faith in jesus has to be based on the word okay that's really crucial and it is in your mouth and it is in your heart it says with the word that is the message concerning faith if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. OK, so two things. You've got to declare with your mouth. You've got to speak the words. OK, that's really, really important. And how do you speak words? It's breath. OK, you have to have breath in your body. If there's no breath in your body, you won't be alive. But if there's no breath, you cannot speak the word. And what we're going to look at with the gift of tongues is also how that breath is enabled with this gift. OK, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead from your heart. Why your heart? Why not believe in your brain? Is this a particular uh, way of first century thinking? No, not particularly. Believe in your heart. The word is cardia. If you go to the cardiology department at the hospital it's that same word cardia from the greek meaning heart and in the thinking of the greek what it is is that the heart is the center of our emotion and our desires so very very similar to how we would think really it's the center of your emotions your desires your feelings and your passions but it is also the center of your will of your thinking of your mind and in your intellect it's not that they didn't weren't aware of what the brain did it's like the brain is also affected by how the heart is and i love this because it's when you become a christian it's not just about oh yeah a dry intellectual yes it's about being fully committed it's it's everything being involved it's an emotional response it's in your feelings it's in your mind it's in your thinking and there you have this in, inward belief going on in your heart sometimes people are talking about talk about Jesus coming to live in your heart. Well, that's not strictly biblically correct. That The Holy Spirit fills all of you. But there is a heart change that takes place in who you are. And then that is expressed, that inward happening in here, the inward being is expressed in the words that you speak. And then you'll see it in the way that you live your life. If somebody says that they're a Christian, but their life doesn't change, they still follow old sinful patterns it's very unlikely that they've actually decided to follow jesus they've just said a prayer 
that didn't really mean something in here. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess and are saved. There's these two things going on to get together. There's the heart and then there's the breath. And for humans and animals, that breath means you are alive. And breath is going in and out and in and out all the time. And it says that through these two things, we are saved. Many of you will know, uh, who've listened to me before, that the Greek word for saved or salvation is a variant of it. But the word of saved is sozo in Greek. And it's a very comprehensive word. It doesn't just mean, oh, I've got a place in heaven. It means you are safe in God. You are delivered. You are made whole. You are healed. Yes, healed, physically healed. You're safe from danger and destruction. You are delivered from disease. That sounds a good one to have right now, yeah? You're delivered from demon possession. You are walking in good health. You will recover from sin or overcome sin. You will be free from eternal death. Eternal death is to be apart from God forever, for he is life. You will be protected. You will be kept alive. You will be saved. To be saved means to be found, which is why Jesus told those parables of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the, the lost son, those three altogether parables of being found by God. So being saved is something, it's, it's a whole package of all these things. And if we are saved, we want to see this salvation working out in our lives. And when we see others saved and our families saved and groups of people saved, we want to see that difference made as Karina says we want to see everybody healed restored forgiven and set free that is all part of salvation salvation gives us a place of eternal life and that is crucial but it also affects us here and now God has not separated the body the soul the spirit it's all one and when he talks of it being saved he talks of that salvation for us if, if you have mental health challenges in salvation is healing for those mental health challenges. And as we talk about what we're going to do today, it, it's about how you see that salvation outworked and changing what is in you. You're saved to be holy. You're saved to be righteous. But you need that power of the Holy Spirit working through you. If you remember, the word for the Holy Spirit in both the Old Testament and the New Testament means breath. In the new, it is pneuma, and in the old, it is ruach. Both of these words mean breath, because breath is the essential uh, part of life, and the Holy Spirit is the breath. A ruach is a feminine noun that means spirit, wind, breath. That's why we talk about the wind of God. It is all the same thing. It is the very breath of God. And it talks in Genesis of how God breathing life into this man adam that he has created he breathes the holy spirit and he comes into life and begins to live in the garden and when we are born again and then baptized in the holy spirit it is a whole breath of god coming into us that enables us to breathe and receive fresh life and we've got to know how to breathe the holy spirit and one of the ways we do is tongues because if we're not breathing we're not alive and one of the terrible things of coronavirus that's been affecting people is that 
it restricts and makes it more difficult to breathe so they cannot live life or even have life taken from them and not flowing in the spirit not praying in the spirit and specifically today uh not praying in tongues is like restricting your breathing it, it restricts the life of god that you can live in it is a, a powerful and strong gift that god has given us to enable us to breathe so the gift of tongues is the flow of breath it's the letting the breath of god flow from you in prayer okay so let's let's have a look at what this gift of tongues is there's different ways this gift is used it's really the same gift but it it manifests in different ways so if you look in acts 2 where we see the first example of, of tongues this is one of the first manifestations of it and what happens is the holy spirit of course pours out on everybody and people even think they're drunk presumably they're staggering under the, the influence of, of the power of the holy spirit um but they're, they're moving around and they're, 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 they're also speaking and people there listening say, how is it that each of this hears them in our own language? And this is one of the, this is when tongues is a sign for the unbelievers because you can get confused of the way scripture talks where it talks about tongues is for uh, believers because unbelievers can't understand it. That's the other type of tongues we're coming to. But this variant of tongues is when people speak in other languages. It still happens today. You'll find many stories of people that have experienced this. You know, the most common example I've seen of it is it's usually somebody has a word which they speak in tongues, and it's actually a human language which somebody in that room understands and was not expecting anybody to speak. Uh, I, I remember a story of a Chinese man who was uh, living in America and was was thinking God was calling him to go back to China, but he really he didn't want to go uh, because of the of the risks and dangers and wasn't really sure if if that is God. And then in a meeting he was in, uh, someone came to the front. Uh, no, they just called out this word. It was him that ran to the front and started to repent and asking God for forgiveness. And nobody really knew why. And the reason was that the woman who had called out in tongues, she was actually speaking uh, in a Chinese dialect. It was the dialect that this man's grandmother knew. So it wasn't even it wasn't even straight, if you like. It was a variant of this person had no knowledge of this of Chinese, let alone a, an unusual dialect. And in this word, uh, it was spoken out come over to us and teach us how to be saved was what actually said. So there's that type of tongues and that still happens. It's not what I want to focus on today. I want to focus on what enables you to breathe in God so that you can walk in the fullness of what God has for you. This is a time when we are living in the power of the Holy Spirit. Really the, the, the foundation of the book of Acts is when Jesus says to his disciples, will you stop? He doesn't actually say, will you stop? Will you stop thinking about this worldly stuff? They're, they're talking about the kingdom being established physically. And gives them the focus of the eternal heavenly kingdom. But, and he says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So you have to be full of the Holy Spirit. You have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. But then an outworking of that Holy Spirit 
is praying in tongues. It's not, you can be filled with the Holy Spirit and not be praying in tongues. I'm not going down that argument. But certainly when you have the Holy Spirit, it's his language. You can pray in tongues. So another way that tongues manifests and works out this gift is when we are in a gathering or, or public worship. And someone can bring a tongues that is not a human language, but a heavenly language. And then there can be interpretation. Somebody saying, this is what that means, because they just know that it, it's an internal word of knowledge or word of wisdom, potentially, that comes from that tongue. Sometimes you can even have the interpretation of that tongue yourself. And this is the type of tongues that St. Paul writes to the Corinthians about, saying only have two or three at a time. The Corinthians had gone overboard in this gift. They were mad on it. They were even trying to outcompete one another, which is definitely not what it's for. Uh, and so Paul is trying to rein them in a little bit. This Reining the church in from too much tongues is not something we have to uh, be concerned about in this day and age. But he says, and so if there are these words in tongues, somebody speaking and you know that's something from God, only have two or three at a time because you need to get the interpretation. Otherwise, you're effectively ignoring God. It's just, you know, it's disrespectful. God is speaking and you're going to ignore it. So two or three of those at a time. And the other one he addressed there in the passage in 1 Corinthians 14 is praying in tongues personally. And that's really what I want to focus on because the purpose of that is for edification and the building up of yourself in faith. It, it, it's a praise language, but it's also a love language. It's an intimacy with God. And when you pray in tongues, it's that breath of the Holy Spirit. You're breathing in the Holy Spirit and you're breathing out the Holy Spirit and it brings you and the church into life. Jim's asking to what well, if you can't pray in tongues. I will be answering that because, Jim, you can pray in tongues. You may not have done so so far, but as a person filled with the Holy Spirit, you can certainly pray in tongues. So what is tongues for? Well, in Romans uh, 8, where we started, but a little bit later on, Paul says, we do not know what we ought to pray. Have you ever been in that position? There are just some situations you don't know how to pray. Maybe you're praying for somebody. Maybe you're praying for, into a situation and you don't know how to pray. And it says that, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that cannot, words cannot express. There's, this is a, a tongues and a groaning. This is a, a, a outpouring coming from it. It's this breath. It brings strength. It brings insight. It brings understanding. Paul also wrote to the Ephesians that we must pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and all kinds of requests. So this spirit language, which is a love language, which is about praising God, we need to be praying in the Holy Spirit. I mean, Paul in that is not just talking about praying in tongues, but also praying in, in, in your own language, in English for many of the people watching. And in that case, the tongues could be part of a spiritual battle. When you've got to come against the enemy, tongues is a brilliant way to begin that time of prayer because it stills all the, the stuff that's going on and you can get your focus on who God is and what he's done. And when you pray in tongues, there's a release of life and it brings inspiration, but it also gives you rest and it also gives you wisdom. Uh, it, it, and, 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 you know, if you're going through mental health issues like fear, anxiety, or whatever it is, 
Praying in tongues is one of those things that enables us to walk in our salvation, our sozo, our healing here on this earth, if you like. So I think when you hear that kind of description of what this gift is, everybody wants to have it. It's the breath of being a Christian. You don't want to have a kind of virus that restricts your spiritual breathing. Sometimes Christians get released in the gift of tongues. And then over time, they stop using it. It's like stopping breathing exercises. It's like stopping. It's like cutting off some of the life that God has given us. Tongues can bring great breakthroughs. There's the uh, well-known stories, maybe not to you, but well-known stories of Jackie Pullinger, a, a Christian missionary in Hong Kong in the walled city where the violent triad gangs were. And she was trying to see salvation in the lives of addicts. I mean, that's a tough environment to get into. And her testimony, her story is one of seeing breakthrough when she just decided, I'm going to walk the streets and pray in tongues for 15 minutes a day. That had an incredible effect. If you've never read her book, I think it's called The Walled City. It's definitely worth uh, reading uh, and being inspired. It's not about tongues. It's a, it's about reaching out to these people. But that is one of the, the key things in there. The one who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, says Paul. He's, he, 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 he is really, really keen for the people to be praying in tongues. He's, he's not telling them not to. He's saying, actually, I pray in tongues more than you all. But he also wants them to grow into other gifts like prophecy. But let's keep our, our, our focus on tongues right now. So Jim um, asked me to tell him, how, what do you do if you can't pray in tongues? First of all, as a Christian filled with the Holy Spirit, it's not true that you can't pray in tongues. It just means that you haven't used the gift that God has given to you. Praying in tongues is a basic resource and gift from the Holy Spirit that brings us close to God. It would be unfair of God to sort of restrict it to just a few people. So that gift. Is there for everyone. Robin Deering is referring to the story I was telling you of or the account of Jackie Bullinger. When the addicts prayed in tongues, they had no withdrawal symptoms. Certainly, once again, praying in tongues is about releasing healing it's about us learning to walk in the fullness of salvation and if church reset is about nothing else it isn't it's about all it, it starts with salvation being saved what does it mean to be saved it means this rescue from the dominion of darkness and being placed in the kingdom of light so how do you get released in this gift well first of all as i said you've got to start with the Holy Spirit, because it, the language is from the Holy Spirit. And did not Jesus say, ask and it will be given you? Now, how is um, how is it going to be that we are, I'm, I'm going to say this because I just got distracted by a message, but it's a really good message from Olive saying that the book by Jackie Belinda is called Chasing the Dragon. I'd forgotten about that. Yes, that's the actual title. It's set in the Lord's city. Ask and it will be given you. So you're going to ask God. He's not going to refuse you. In fact, Jesus uh, expanded on it. 
He said, how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? He's he's told us he's mentioned about how earthly fathers want to give good gifts to their children. You know, a good earthly father wants to be generous to their children. And if their child asks for something that's not going to harm them, the father wants to give it. And he says, well, if earthly fathers are like that, how much more is your perfect heavenly father going to want to give you good things? And the ultimate gift that God can give us is the Holy Spirit. So if you pray for the Holy Spirit, God is going to give it to you. But Jesus also uses this verse to say that how much more will your father in heaven give gifts to those who ask him? And so if you ask your heavenly father to be released in the gift of tongues and to have the gift of tongues, you're going to have it. The father's going to say, hmm, yeah, this gift, it's like breath. This gift is uh, essential for you to flow in things of the Holy Spirit. This gift is essential for you to do everything that I've called you to do. But I'm not ready to give it to you yet. It's not going to happen, is it? The Father wants you to have the fullness of everything that he has for you, all of the goodness. So if you ask, you're going to have it. So what do you do next if you've asked and you think, well, I still don't pray in tongues? Well, to put it in a simple way, you just begin. You just begin but the, the biggest thing of, of of people not praying in tongues is just believing you don't have it i remember once and this was many years ago when i used to take the j24 7 uh team out on trips so we'd we'd head out with a minibus and cars of 20 odd children teenagers and and adults and we'd go to different churches to basically do a, a weekend of god encounter is, is what it was but aimed at children uh, but we'd usually often end up doing Sunday mornings or stuff with adults as well. And the adults would come along often thinking, oh, this would be really cute watching the children do stuff like that. And then the Holy Spirit would turn up and they'd be so surprised at God breaking into their lives. But um, one, one, one particular occasion, there was this uh, man who uh, was an older person uh, and he told me he couldn't pray in tongues as well. And he said he'd been a Christian for 20 years and he'd been asking God for 20 years to give him the gift of tongues. And I felt the Holy Spirit at that point say, just leave it, don't address it. So uh, I can't remember what I did next at that moment, but we moved on in the time of ministry and prayer that was happening. And at one point, the Holy Spirit prompted me and said, ask uh, that child to go and pray for him. It was quite a young child as well, seven or eight. Go and pray for that man so that he prays in tongues. So I said to the child, go and see that man released in tongues. And so the child walked over. Now, first of all, there's a lesson there because that child was going to an adult. There would have been a level of fear. Uh, there would have been a level of uh, doubt in that child. But the child responded in obedience. The child went over to the man and, the, and, and said, God wants you to pray in tongues. And the man said the same thing as uh, he had said to me. I've been praying for the gift of tongues for 20 years and uh, I haven't received it. And the child said, because she knew what we talked about at J247, you have received it. You've just never used the gift. 
So I'm going to count to three. And when I get to three, we'll pray in tongues together. Uh, and I was watching this from a little way away. I could see the man's eyes as big as saucers. And, and the child pray, uh, said, one, two, three. And boom. The uh, man and the child prayed in tongues. And, if you, uh, and then the guy just broke down and cried because he'd been released in a gift that he'd wanted for all that length of time. A little bit later, I asked him more about why, why he was crying. And he said part of the crying was the realization he'd had the gift for 20 years. And he didn't believe it until that child had told him. And he realized that that child believed he had it. And it was kind of like at that moment, he believed he had the gift. And he started to pray in tongues. Because tongues is also a gift of the Holy Spirit, but it's also a gift that we activate. Which, if you think about it, it's similar to the other gifts. If, if, if I'm praying for somebody to be healed, I pray for somebody to be healed. Yeah? With tongues, if you want to pray in tongues, you have to decide you're going to pray in tongues. It's, if you want to speak to somebody in English, you have to let that breath, ah, the breath, come out of your mouth. You have to let the Holy Spirit flow within you and you begin to speak. But it's just a matter of trust and faith and going for it and overcoming the fear of you're going to sound stupid or overcome the fear of there's not going to be anything there. I mean, sometimes people lay on hands for the release of, of the gift of tongues. I mean, really, the laying on of hands is for the is, is for the filling of the Holy Spirit. But all that's happening is they're providing the focus that that child uh, had at the moment in that moment to enable that person to believe. And for all those of you watching, whether live right now or have watched uh, or are watching the recording later on, we're going to pray and that will be a moment of focus for your faith in God to enable you to just start praying in tongues because it is essential. And if you're watching this and you have prayed in tongues in the past, then this is a time for you to get back into praying in tongues. You often hear it when we're all together in a gathering. You hear tongues when we sing in tongues together. That's an amazing time of using that gift of edification. And we all sing together and you get those wonderful sort of chords and harmony throughout the congregation. When people who can't normally sing suddenly end up singing complex harmonies because they're just surrendering to the Holy Spirit. So you can sing in tongues. You can pray in tongues. Online church actually is a really good way to develop your gift because for a lot of people, you're feeling very safe. You're in your home. Where else could you try it out? You know, that, it's a good place. And, and for some people, when they start praying in tongues, it just pours out. It's like just a gushing of, uh, of water out the tap, you know. For others, it's like one word, and it begins with that one word. The reality is for every person, it can begin like a gush. For some, though, they, you, you just walk in it. It's a bit like the if it's water gushing out of a tap, the tap's uh, rusty and you, you're trying to turn it on more and more and more. Well, you've got to keep turning to get the water out. You've got to keep turning to get the flow going. You've got to keep applying the faith. You've got to keep the breathing going so that that gift of tongues begins to develop and begins to flow. Some people, it's a short phrase that begins. And tongues normally... One of the first things that the enemy tries to say is what you're saying is rubbish. It doesn't make any sense. It's not a real language at all. Well, if you think about it, when you hear a foreign language, 
it sounds like gobbledygook. You can probably think, oh, that's a language. But to your ear, it doesn't sound like any words at all. Well, the gift of tongues is exactly the same. It's a language you don't understand. Of course, God can give you and ask for it gift of interpretation that as you pray in tongues, he lets you know what you're talking about. Most of the time in private edification prayer, it's going to be worship and praise to God because that's the primary use of that kind of gift. So there is a private use of this, but there's also a public use of this. And to breathe fully, we need to be doing both. As Paul writes to that church in Corinth, he says, I would like every one of you to speak in tongues. He's saying, come on, I know that some have been overdoing it, but he still wants every one of them to pray in tongues. Robin Deering says, amen, he did that with me. He's referring to what I said about the enemy. He's a liar. Yeah, he does. He lies. He constantly lies to us, the enemy, to stop us flowing in the gifts of God. Sally says it's a brilliant testimony. I think you're referring to that child praying for that man on that mission. It was. And uh, we saw him later on and he was just so excited to be uh, continuing to flow in that gift of tongues. So let's give an opportunity now as we come to the end of this morning for people who would like to pray in that gift of tongues. It is a gift for everybody and you want to be able to breathe it. And this response moment is going to be for all of us, really, to uh, respond in tongues, uh, particularly if you're somebody that has got and known this gift and you've let it sort of drop away. If the enemy can't cause you to uh, disbelieve enough that you don't use the gift at all, once you've got the gift, he, he he's very happy to enable you to uh, let it fall by the wayside. But, you know, Get it off the shelf, dust it all off, get it all sparkling again, because we need this reset church that is flowing in the breath of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So um, I find it easier if uh, you've got some music playing. So we'll do that as well. All right. I'll put some music playing here on the channel as well. There you go. So. Jim especially, but everybody else that wants to pray in tongues. If you are full of the Holy Spirit, you can pray in tongues. If you're not full of the Holy Spirit, then ask him right now in prayer, just where you are, out loud, because you want that breath to come out. Ask him right now, because how can the Father refuse to give you the Holy Spirit? He can't. He's a wonderful, perfect Father, and he knows that you need the Holy Spirit to flow in everything that he's got for you. So ask right now. I'll pray something here, but you pray your own words. I'm just going to pray for those listening. Father, I pray, fill me now with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with the power. Fill me with the breath. In Jesus' name, amen. And I can't lay hands on you physically but God can lay hands on you spiritually right now. And in the name of Jesus, I kind of reach out in faith to anyone out there laying hands on you in the spirit, saying, Father, fill this person with your Holy Spirit now in Jesus' name. 
Some of you might even begin to shake or you might fall over where you are right now or you just feel that there's some people feeling the real warmth of the Holy Spirit as he fills you right now. I see a man who is just feeling incredible warmth in their heart. It almost, it's almost uh, worrying, you know, oh, oh, I, uh, that's the Holy Spirit just graciously allowing a manifestation in you. Others, your fingers are like tingling. That's the power. It's the power. It's not for you to keep. It's to flow out to others. It's for you to use in prayer, tongues and the other kinds of prayer. Now, full of the Holy Spirit, you can ask again. You can ask for that gift of tongues. Robin shares helpfully that the Holy Spirit told him to open his mouth and make some noises. It was as simple as that. At first, it was baby language, but as I practiced, it developed. Yes, that's a common testimony as well. It's that range from uh, a little drip in the tap to a full gushing flow. But the thing was, even with Robin's story, he had to make the decision to begin. Okay, it's not going to be something that the Holy Spirit just does on you. I mean, you can never restrict God, can you? I mean, some people have been known to wake up from sleep praying in tongues it's kind of like sleep was the only way to stop their doubt enough to allow that flow but right now it's just making the decision okay i believe and trust god that i'm full of the holy spirit now ask him for the gift of tongues even if you believe you've got the gift and just never used it it's not going to harm you <laughs> to ask for the gift afresh so just ask right now for that gift of tongues father I thank you that you always give good gifts to your children. I thank you that you give a good gift to me right now. And I ask you, Father, to gift me with tongues that I could pray with the breath of the Holy Spirit in that intimate love language with you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So... be released now in that gift of tongues what we're going to do is I'm going to do what that child did count one, two, three and we will all pray in tongues together everybody watching this broadcast and if you've never prayed in tongues before this is the time if it's a one word just keep repeating it if it's an experience of Robin of something that sounds more like baby language then just go with that because you will grow into maturity but some of you will get just a flow right now you can sing with this music that's playing in the background or you can just speak it okay i'm going to speak but we're all going to do it together if you're in a household of people together we can all you can all do it together there in that household if anybody in that group right now is just a little bit waving but wants to pray in tongues somebody that does pray in tongues you could lay on hands for them or if you're both never done it before then lay hands on each other okay just be doing that right now before i do the one two three it's not a long prayer don't don't get into unbelief by praying for too long just you are released in tongues juliet says that when she first prayed in tongues she was praying for something she was really passionate about i ran out of words and suddenly unknown words 
were pouring out. Yes, absolutely, that's another way people can get released. But it's also one of the reasons you need this gift in tongues because you need to be flowing in this gift to do that kind of praying when you just run out of English. I've been praying and asking God for a while, says Juliet, and had baby words, but nothing fluent. Okay, so she began with the baby words. It doesn't have to because it's just a gift, but if it does, it does. Right, let's pray. And I'm going I'm to do the count of one, two, three. Uh, just another testimony. I'm giving these testimonies that people are sending in because it's to encourage you that it is like this. Same with me, says Robin, that baby language first that she developed. That was Pam. Okay. I'm going to count one, two, three, and click my fingers, and we'll all pray in tongues together. One, two, three. Kia Khanda Barodu Shiahana Mara Bardia Samahana Bafumaya Kia Khanda Varatu Basumur the Bafishia the Baradamaya Kitana Masukora Barian the Vacuma Katasia or Somar Pacara Marud Bakia and Mahona Barata Basama the Bafia and Maria Pashora Baranda Bakea Masona Maranda Bakenda Basuma Faya Sumaya Piara Baraduma Kanama Bapasamaya Just step into it, just step into it, just go for it. Don't be embarrassed. Don't let the enemy lie to you and say it's rubbish. You will soon learn it's not rubbish as you experience things uh, being enabled around you, as you experience more and more the power of God within you, as you experience and discover a way to receive the peace of God when you're feeling anxious and fearful. It's fearful. This is God's precious gift. You know those technical hitches we were having at the beginning? They've all disappeared, haven't they? It's because people prayed, but it was also because the enemy did not want this message of freedom and praying in tongues this morning for you. Keep praying in tongues, everybody. I'm just bringing some extra words of encouragement for those who are struggling. Jossie adds, my first time speaking in tongues was during worship, praising Jesus, and got to the end of words to describe him in English. This is the beautiful thing about tongues. And suddenly started speaking in tongues only one word at first come on jesus come on jesus maybe you've just got one word just keep repeating it right now just keep repeating it and expect it to grow as your faith in what god has done grows this is salvation it's not that you have to pray in tongues to be saved but when you are saved you can pray in tongues it's not that you uh, if, if you if you can't pray in tongues, you've not been filled with the Holy Spirit. You have been filled with the Holy Spirit, and therefore you can pray in tongues. Sally says she got released in tongues in the sheep shed at faith camp. Yes, and Sally, this is exactly what Pastor Colin is saying now, though, in the post-faith camp age. This kind of thing is not something that's happening in the sheep shed at faith camp. Oh, praise God, I've known so many people get released there. But happening in people's homes all everywhere right now. Once you've started, says Robin, keep going. Practice, practice, practice. Oh, Amen. Yes, the enemy will try and get you to shut up. Don't allow it. Come on, let's pray in tongues again. One, two, three. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. There's people out there listening. You need to add a, a five-minute, 10-minute, 15-minute praying in tongues practice to your daily life. I mean, it doesn't have to be even in your quiet time. It could be when you're on a walk. It could be when you're out with the dog. 
some time praying in tongues, knowing that the Holy Spirit is completely and utterly leading you. How exciting is that? You're not getting in the way. Your lack of faith is not getting in the way. It's totally Holy Spirit prayer. How exciting is that? And finally, of course, also use it to sing in tongues. You can go back and play one of the online worship sessions that we've got all here on Light to North. And instead of singing in words when Alex is leading, another thing you can do is just start singing in tongues. I know we talked about singing in tongues when everybody is singing in tongues, but you can also sing in tongues at any time during worship. You can just flow in any song in tongues. Pam says that when Tony had a heart attack in 2004, he prayed in tongues and the monitors went back to normal. Come on, it's exactly what I'm talking about. This is a flow of the breath of God and we've got to have this in church reset. God released the church afresh in tongues a little bit in the 1970s, massive outpouring in the 80s and a release in the 90s. But you know what? It's faded away quite a lot. I don't think it's gone. I think the church is still there praying in tongues, but it hasn't had the exposure that it needs, but that we're adding this morning. Send friends to this talk, friends that want to be able to pray in tongues, send them to this talk later on. They can jump to the word if they don't want to watch the whole service. I put little time codes in the description underneath. Sally says that when I first prayed, it was like everything I wanted to say to God came tumbling out without limit. Yeah, tongues is a bit like that. And of course, it can go into the groaning as well, which is really just like noise. It's, it's like you're in pain. And you are in pain. You're giving birth to things of the Spirit. Exciting way. Let God lead you on that adventure as well. Karina says her body is burning. Yeah, that's the Holy Spirit manifesting in you. Some of you won't be experiencing any manifestations whatsoever. That's fine. It doesn't matter. It's the manifestations are not faith. Faith is in Jesus. Let's just listen to the music in the background for a minute. Father, I thank you for those who this morning have been released in this gift of tongues. If you're still sitting there or standing there thinking, I haven't prayed in tongues, let me assure you that you can. And also that you're not a failure or a lesser being if you haven't yet. That's not true either. That's another way. The enemy delights to hinder people's faith so that they don't pray in tongues. And then he jumps on them and tells them, Oh, you're, you're condemned because you don't pray in tongues. That's absolute rubbish. Tim says, The Apostle Paul spoke in tongues more than time spent than the rest of the believers. Let's all have the daily passion to also have the just can't help it too. Yeah, it's very easy practice to let go of. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's so a few people just liking the video right now. Uh, please do like it. It will help this message get out to others. If you're watching right now, if you're able to press the like button, 
that's a great way to help promote the word here on YouTube through this Light to North channel. It's been absolutely fantastic to uh, bring this word to you this morning. Thank you for still watching right here. It's uh, It's been great to have you along. Um, Brian says, even when he's in the tongue, even when he's in the tongues, no, even when I'm in the town, I might just speak out tongues, a sentence or at work. Not intentionally, it just comes out. Yeah, you can do that. You can pray quietly in tongues if you're in around people. You can even kind of just almost audibly pray. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for watching. Don't forget the Q&A on Tuesday with the trustees. It would be great to have you along uh, for that experience. But other than that, keep safe, everybody. And as I keep saying on Church Reset, choose your path wisely. God bless you, everybody, and see you next time. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.